Welcome to Why I'm Voting, a production of iHeartRadio. Listen, you already know this, but it's an election year. You might already be tired of hearing about it, but here's the thing. Democracy doesn't work without you. I'm Holly Fry, and I'm sitting down with many of my fellow podcasters from Will Ferrell to Stephanie Rule, as well as other luminaries to find out about their relationships with the ballot box, and ultimately, just to find out why they vote. I hope you're exercising your right to vote. And if you're not, I hope that their stories inspire you. Hello and welcome to Why I'm Voting. Today is a delight for me because I have the honor of having Alicia Garza on the show, the principal at the Black Futures Lab and co-founder of Black Lives Matter. She is the Strategy and Partnerships Director at the National Domestic Workers Alliance, and she has a book coming out this October, The Purpose of Power, How We Come Together When We Fall Apart. She is also the host of Lady Don't Take No podcast, And I just can't imagine how she gets all of this done. (laughs) Alicia, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. You are an activist sort of through and through. It seems like it's in your blood. So I wonder if you realized at what point that voting was something that gave you an active voice in democracy and that you were going to get to do it. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure it totally worked out that way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think like many Black voters, especially of my generation, you know, we were told that voting was a right that people fought and died for. And so you had to vote if you wanted to have a voice in what's going on in your everyday life. But mostly the messages I got, frankly, were that I needed to vote because my ancestors died for the right for me to do so. It wasn't until I got really involved in organizing and, you know, years into it, that I started to realize how voting can actually be a marker for how strong our organizing work has been. Um, So that is how I look at voting now. But I'll be honest with you, it took a while until I got there. Uh, No shame in that. So does that mean that you did register right away when you were 18, getting the message constantly that you had to do it to honor your ancestors? Or did you wait? I did. I I registered right when I turned 18. It's kind of one of those rites of passages, right? (laughs) You turn 18, you can register to vote, and there's a whole bunch of other things you're able to do because you're technically an adult. Um, So I think I went through the the motions of it without fully understanding the significance of it until way later. Do you remember the first time you voted and what that felt like? I don't remember who it was for, but I remember being fully confused. And I remember (laughs) saying to myself, like, I don't think they taught us this in high school, which is like how to vote, right? Like I was always told Mm -hmm. that we needed to vote, that when you turned 18, you got to vote. Like it was a big privilege, But I never remember an actual lesson on like, here's what a ballot looks like. Here's what's at the top of the ballot. Here's what's at the in between. And here's what those things mean. And I think probably other people are in the same boat as me. For sure. So when you did get it, like, what was the thing that kind of turned that light on about how important it was? You know, being in California, we have propositions where people who are organized can get something put on the ballot for the voters in California to decide. And so, you know, the way that I started to understand how organizing could impact voting 
was really through proposition fights. And, you know, I came up at a time when there were two very big propositions that passed in the state of California. One was Proposition 187, which really was geared around access to public services for immigrants, and it restricted, it was restricting access. The other one was Proposition 209, which effectively eliminated affirmative action in California. So, you know, I started actually seeing the connection because we started organizing around propositions that had passed that were detrimental to our communities. So I would imagine that this is something because of your action and the work that you do in the community. Local elections are probably a big deal for you as well as the bigger presidential ones. Certainly. And I know you mentioned the propositions in California and the California ballots to many people that live outside of it seem very confusing because of all of this. But I wonder what your prep work is like to get the information you need for those local elections to make sure everyone understands those propositions and what the wording actually means? Like, what is all of that prep work like when it's not a case where it's like a big presidential election where you're getting constant media coverage? Well, I think, you know, for me, the prep has looked like um, looking to organizations that try to make voting easy because voting is necessary. So whenever I'm confused, I look to some of the organizations locally and statewide that I'm uh, familiar with, who I know just work to make sure that voters are informed. And sometimes they take positions on certain issues to help voters better understand what's at stake with their votes. And so some of those organizations include San Francisco Rising, which is an organization that really works to build grassroots power in San Francisco and beyond. And they put out voter guides every election cycle where it's really simply broken down. And so if there's something that I'm like, wait, what does this person even do? And how do I tell the difference between this person and the other person? That's a place where I can go. Other formations include Bay Rising, which is like a regional version of San Francisco Rising. And then there's a very local organization called Oakland Rising, which has put out voter guides and done voter education for at least the last 10 years now. So anytime I'm confused about what's going on and how I can use the power of my vote to impact what's happening in my community. Those are resources that I definitely go to. There is this unfortunate feeling, I think, that happens, particularly with young voters, where they think that the results of an election, particularly like in their state, are kind of a foregone conclusion. They're like, well, I'm in a blue state or I'm in a red state. I already know how it's going to go so I can just stay home or go to work and not try to get time off that day. What are your thoughts on making sure that people get to elections, even if they think they know it's a lock? I think what we've seen, especially in the last election cycle, is that nothing is a lock. (laughs) I mean, people were 100 percent sure that, for example, in the last presidential election, that Hillary Clinton was going to sweep. And that didn't actually happen. In fact, it was quite the opposite. So I would say voting especially if you're voting by mail or absentee, it's really like take 30 minutes to an hour and just know that you made your voice heard and don't assume that it's a lock because there are a lot of people who are thinking just like you, oh, well, 
I think it's already going to be taken care of, so mine won't matter. And so many of our elections, especially at the local level, come down to a few hundred votes that every single vote does actually matter. So obviously we are in strange times <laughs> and, and the nature of how people vote is something that is constantly discussed at the moment. But if this were not a pandemic year when we're worried about what's going to happen with the mail service, would you normally be a mail-in voter, an early voter, or do you like to go day of? I am a mail-in voter since I was in college. I do not like to navigate lines I don't like to feel rushed when I'm voting. I like to take my time. And so, and because I'm somebody who's, at least before the pandemic, was constantly on the road, it just was not always possible for me to get to a precinct. So I, I think it really depends on what your life is like. But in this moment, it feels really important to say to everybody who is planning to vote and even people who are not sure if they're going to, if and when you vote, make sure that you give yourself enough time to get your vote counted. As a, somebody who also has a procrastination issue, I can tell you <laughs> I have been known to be like rushing to the ballot drop box at the very last minute <laughs> and because I didn't get my two weeks in advance to make sure that my ballot got there and got counted. So Honestly, I would say really make a voting plan for yourself and make it with your friends too. Sometimes knowing that a group of you are going to do something all at one time helps you pre-plan for how to make it happen. Oh, perfection. Because you are theoretically a mail-in voter, not, I'm going to presume, not always procrastinating, that means that election day is probably a day where it's literally about the returns for you. So what do you do on that day? Do you watch all day long as the results come in or do you stay away from it? Do you have a lucky outfit? Like, how does voting day play out for you? <laughs> well, look, I'll be honest here. Um, unless there's something that I really care about on the ballot, it's rare that I'll be plugged in all day. The last few election cycles, I have been plugged in all day because there's been a lot of things that I've cared about, right. including who's taking it at the top of the ticket, all the way down to ballot measures in my community that would fund more affordable housing or that would make sure that we have clean water. Like those things I care about too. So my favorite thing to do on voting day is to make sure I have my sticker. I love the feeling of wearing that sticker around all day and knowing that I actually participated in the decisions that impact my life every day. I imagine that it also motivates other voters who weren't totally sure if they were going to do it, that they just go and handle it. I tend to not like the rigmarole of like the predictions of what's going to win. So yeah. I actually have more of an early morning day after the elections ritual where <laughs> I get up so that I can see the returns and see what races have already been called. And I love doing that. Like it's a weird numbers thing for me, but the predictions thing <laughs> is always really strange to me because I can't always tell what the predictions are based on and all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. So the final question is one to help inspire and motivate our listeners, anybody who's maybe not sure that they're really feeling it. But if you had, you know, just one opportunity to tell someone one thing in the hopes of getting them out there and using their right to vote, what would it be? Ooh, okay. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I think about this every day. <laughs> so I would just say if you're somebody who 
isn't using your right to vote and you're not using it because you don't think that it matters or you think that, you know, politics is corrupt. I just want to say to you, it totally is. It totally is. And a lot of people will tell you to, you know, look past it or look over it. And I just want to say that part of why I vote is because I know that every space that I leave, my opposition takes that space and uses it for nefarious purposes. And so it's really about making sure for me that I don't cede space that people didn't earn. And so I think it's possible for us to hold the tension of not being satisfied with the way that politics is operating. But what I know is that when I'm not satisfied with the thing, me sitting out of it doesn't do anything to change it. So if you're somebody who feels like your vote doesn't matter, I'm going to tell you it does. It matters for some things. It doesn't matter for other things. But at this moment in time, your vote literally can help determine whether we march full steam into an authoritarian government or whether we try and scrap together what's left of our democracy that has been shredded intentionally by a very powerful movement over the last 30 years. So if you want to see these kinds of big picture changes, it does matter who the coalition is that is making decisions on our behalf. And for now, you actually get to weigh in on who it is that you want to do that. You also get to weigh in on a local level around how money is distributed. And that is a very direct connection that I feel deeply, much more so often than I feel with the presidential elections. So all I'm saying is any scraps of food you leave on the table, somebody else is going to come and eat. Get out there and hold your space. You got it straight from Alicia Garza. That's right. Hey, are you not registered to vote yet, but you think it's something you want to do? You may still have time. Voter registration deadlines vary by state, so to find out the scoop for where you are, check out a nonpartisan registration voting site like headcount.org or fairvote.org. Why I'm Voting is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your favorite shows.